Hello and welcome to Let's Boop Snoots. I'm Heidi. And I'm Vero. And today we're going to talk about dog car safety. And other types of dog safety as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe some dog sounds. Oh, maybe some dog sounds. We can talk it. Yeah, we can talk a little bit about mm-hmm. those too. Dog sounds. But first, did you see on Instagram the new puppy on Instagram? Oh, which, <laughs> which puppy on Instagram? Tucker's son. <gasps> Tucker had a son? Tucker had a son and is now in the same house as Tucker. No way. Yes. Okay. I'm Todd. To... Todd Buds. Buds. Budzen. Budzen? Todd Budzen. <laughs> I'm going to search a rat now. Tucker. He is super cute. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Todd. Tucker Budzen. Yep. Oh, he's very cute. Yes, he is. Oh. And Tucker's got a shirt that says best dad ever. <laughs> I can see that as well. Yeah. Oh, he's a cute patoot. He is oh my so goodness! Cute. Uh, you've never had two dogs at once, eh? No. So I can. It, it's almost as if they know. It's weird because, like, I've had it where, like, when we had Officer Scraps and we were getting Becky, we had like through we bought her through um, a foster program, like in in the area, and we had to do the whole like meet and greet thing. And it's very different when it's an adult dog. Like I find it's it's like when you bring a baby into the home, it's like uh oh, like this one's here to stay because like when Becky came in, it was in like like I think I mentioned this before, like she came in for them to have a meet and greet to see if they got along and that this was going to be a feasible like adoption and she was super submissive so scraps like came over to check her out and it was like right on her back like hey legs up in the air like i submit i submit (laughs) and like it ended up being fine between those two but when you look at the videos of people who are introducing like a puppy to like an older dog it's like they know and it was the same with becky it's like she came over and like she was sniff like I remember it so well because I brought in Gibbon was like oh man here we go it's so funny because like you get ready for a puppy in so many ways but like when you're in the moment of like oh god how is this gonna go like it, I was a little bit nervous because I was like god is she gonna kill him like is she gonna <laughs> eat him for dinner <laughs> she's gonna eat him alive but Becky like was pretty good like when once he started like you know testing his boundaries and like coming over to her and stuff like that like she, she would you know put him in his place which is what they need to learn like essentially yeah but the initial like meeting it was like she came over there was no growling there was no like elvis presley lip like nothing it was just like sniff 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 and then like like she was just like really curious and then she like went and laid down and was just watching like very like you can tell them like like they're they're on high alert like that's for sure like she was just like oh my god what is going on here and then when I was training him like she was you know in the other I would put her in the other room because it was like just another distraction like as he was working up and coming along with his training and stuff so I'm sure that pissed her off too but (laughs) but I think they know the the yeah I I think they know when you look at the videos like and I think maybe goldens are like just like more I don't know maybe maybe they're more excited when it's their own kind I don't know like Becky is I think they know when it's their own kind yeah like Like even Wiggum got more excited when he saw a lab oh yeah 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 
that must be it. Like, I wonder if we get another wine after if Gibbon will be like, oh my God, it's a baby me. <laughs> baby me. <laughs> oh my goodness, mini me. We're going to have so much fun. I'm going to teach you all the things, the, even the bad stuff. <laughs> but um, Do you think Tucker knows that's his son? I don't know. I, I Well, I... Well, I wonder because like not only dogs, like you see in other animals, like have you seen videos where like a cow was separated from her baby and like mm-hmm. it shows like when the baby's coming back to them and like how like they jump and like run over to it and like lick, 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 lick and sniff and you can see that they're happy. Yeah. Like it's like very obvious, you know what I mean? But um, I, think I think the moms they... know more than. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true it could be very well true but yeah i want like they have like a super high like yeah they must know they gotta know they gotta know i would think that they would know oh tucker and todd so cute so cute congratulations tuck congratulations so cute (laughs) makes me want to get another one yeah not really not right now (laughs) not yet not, not yet. yet. I'm not still, uh, Rob is driving me. Yeah. He's driving me crazy a little bit. Yeah. It's, is he having a little oppositional defiance disorder? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, he likes to jump on the table. Like if he didn't do that, he would be okay. But, but he does it right in front of you. You were saying, eh? Yes. I find that interesting. I find that. Very but he knows he's not supposed to. Does he like look you right in dead in the eye and then jump on the table? No. Okay. It's like not if I'm at the table, but if I'm at in the kitchen and I can still see the table, he'll he'll know that I'll see him. Yeah. And he just goes. He still and jumps does up it. There. And hmm. I go, Ralph, no, and then like two minutes later he does it again. Did you try the air horn yet? <laughs> not the crap yet. out of him. I would go in the kitchen and wait for him to go. And the second his paw hits the table, do the air horn. Ooh, where can I get one? Literally at, Can- at Canadian. A dollar for a like dollar nine ninety nine. Maybe dollar store too. You should check it out. Dollar store has everything, but I know for sure at Canadian Tire because I brought mm. one to like a, a charity hockey game and okay. drove everybody nuts with it once. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend someone scored. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to go get one and I'm going to hide. I w- yeah, I, I would hide behind the counter. And then when you see him, as soon as he puts a paw up on it, I would I would sound the horn. Sound the alarm. Ra- would you say Ralph no? Um, hmm. This is a tough one. Because remember, like on one of our most recent episodes, I was talking about... Um, Oh my God, why can I think of his name? Sean, Sean something. He's a dog trainer and he was talking about um, the use of the e-collar and that yeah. when they do something like counter surfing or something oh, like yeah. that, he, he just... makes it like, rather than, he doesn't want anyone to have to be there. He wants it to be like a life or death. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, right. Okay. An act, an act of God, like so, correction. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Y'all's. So I, I would, I would, you could hide, but I don't know. Cause I'm going to hide and not say Ralph. No, because especially with the way that he's been adjusting to all of your corrections so far, I don't know. Like if he knows that, I don't know. Cause he, like he, he's been adjusting to it. Right. Sean O'Shea is the name I was thinking of everybody, by the way, 
Sean O'Shea. Sean the O'Shea. Good dog, the good dog training. Um, so, yeah, that's a tough one. I would want to give him the command, especially since he's still young. But at the same time, well, it's not counter surfing. It's more of like a piece of furniture that you don't want him on, right? Well, it's the dining room table. Oh, it's the dining room table. Yeah. Mm. So I think I would just do the horn. Do the horn. The first time. Yes. Yeah. Hoping that it scares the poops out of him. <laughs> Not right there on your floor. Not right. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. You know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Car safety. Car safety. Let's get started. What do you do? I know what you do. I know. I, I know. do. What I do is even worse, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we're going to talk about tools um, yeah. that you can use to keep your dog safe in the car. So the first one is the harness seatbelt. Mm -hmm. um, so there's, I, I Googled this because I, I never actually seen one. <laughs> um, so there's one that it's almost like a loop kind of like a leash loop where you put your hand in mm -hmm. um, and it has like a carabiner clip at the end mm -hmm. and you would clip it onto your dog's harness. Okay. Um, yeah. And then that the loop kind of goes into the seat belt. Okay. So you, you clip the seat belt into the buckle, like the buckles clipped. Yep. But when you do that, you put the seat belt through the loop. Mm-hmm. So it's secure. And then yep. you would clip the carabiner clip onto your dog's harness. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's another one where there's a carabiner clip and then it's like a buckle at the end that just buckles into the... The seatbelt buckle. The seatbelt buckle. Yeah. <laughs> so that is one tool that you can use. And then the other type of harness is the zipline harness. Have you heard of that? No. That was the first time that I, I've seen this. So it looks like a like a long seat belt and it has two hooks at the end, like almost like a bungee cord. Yeah. And you can either tie that to the handles where you put your hand. I don't know if a lot of the new cars have that, though. You know, those like handles at the top of the windows. So we used to call those. I'm not going to swear here, but the OS handles. And it's like the handle like right above the window that you usually hang your like dry cleaning on or that you grab when you're like, oh, poop. <laughs> like <laughs> that's what we so yeah. <laughs> so those handles. <laughs> yep. So you can attach the hooks to that or to the seat belts. Oh, OK. But it's a so, bungee cord? It looks, no, like the hooks are like the hooks the are like the bungee. Yeah, they're, oh, okay. They're at they're both like, ends. Yeah. yeah. But it looks like a seat belt. Okay. And then again, it's like a loop. And then there's a carabiner clip that you would hook onto your dog's harness. So your dog can go like left and right. Yes. That's interesting. That's, yeah. very, that's very cool. Mm hmm. Yeah, I never seen that. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that you can do, <laughs> this one's kind of funny. This is only for small dogs. Mm -hmm. It's a booster car seat carrier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it attaches to like the, uh, the headrest, mm -hmm. either back seat or front seat. And there's a way that you, you attach your dog. Some, I saw some pictures and some dogs look like they're just loose in it, which wouldn't actually help. 
Uh, but I think the dog is actually wearing a harness and has, again, like a loop that's attached somehow with a carabiner clip. Okay. So for small dogs, um, they're kind of like elevated a little bit. Yes. Because the box doesn't rest on the seat. It's I've elevated. Seen, yeah, I've seen those before. Yeah, I've never seen those. Like I've seen photos of them on the internet, but I've never seen anybody use them before. Okay. It's kind of funny. It is kind of funny. Now they can see out the window. It's like, a, it's almost like a little like basket that you like put them in. Yeah. Yeah. Put them in front of your bicycle. <laughs> it's it's like a baby carrier carrier you can transfer from bicycle to car everybody it's a versatile <laughs> product yep put it around your neck mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then the other one that i saw is a dog guard so that's like um like a great not great but like a fence thing that you put oh in your trunk so the dogs kind of stay in the trunk and they can't get to the front yes okay uh but it looks like you have to bolt it into position i want yeah i wonder if you'd need your car company to get that done or like a mechanic or something to put that in place yeah i don't know i remember seeing those remember when we did our um our show on on pet friendly companies and subaru was one of them i bet Mm -hmm. you anything you can opt for the dog guard in in that car yeah but um, it's I, I get that how that makes sense and everything, but then it makes your car less versatile. So like if you're trying to do well, a move yeah. and trying to squeeze like a mattress in and like half your life in there, then I would imagine it would get in the way. Like you'd almost want a, a, um, some sort of apparatus where you would be able to take it down or remove it somehow, like clip it in place, but then like yeah. you have to clip it out of place. Yeah. Maybe this is yet another... Mm-hmm. Innovative product. <laughs> Let's boop guards. <laughs> Keep your snoots in the back. Yes. Um, and this is something that I have: the backseat hammock. The backseat. Oh yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. But it's not tall enough, so Ralph is still able to get to the front if he if he was not secured somehow. So it's like this, um, it's kind of like a tarp that you put on your back seat um, and it rests on the seat and then it goes along the, um, the back rest and then the back rest for the front seats. So mm-hmm. it creates like a little hammock um, and then it's high enough that your dog is not able to get to the front and it protects your seats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yals. I've yes. seen that one before too. Are these I all like the- that one. Are these all the products that you found? No, there's two more. Because I'm like, I'm thinking about One's like the similar. pros and cons. The pros and cons yeah. of all of these. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. Let's hear this one you got. Uh, this one's kind of similar. So it's the back seat barrier. So mm-hmm. it's just like a, a smaller piece that you would put um, where the dog would go between the seats. Oh, yes. The front okay. seats, yeah. Yeah. And then they have like <laughs> the one that's in the picture has like a little window so that your dog can still see. And then the last one is a crate. Yeah. Which is probably the safest. I would out think of all so. of them. Yes. Yeah. I would say so. So yeah. I can remember there being like, you know how the government comes out with like different ads all the time, like regarding different things. 
I remember one that was talking about passenger like safety and it was saying that like that when there's a car accident the the cause of most of the damage or mortality or super like fatal like accidents is is people not wearing seatbelts because your body gets goes projectile right and -hmm. you're hitting other bodies in the car or you're going your your body's going through the windshield essentially so i think that the more freedom your dog has in the car the more danger it prospectively is right because it's gonna it's going to be projectile in the event of like a super bad crash Mm -hmm. um and it will be interesting to see where law enforcement goes with this because as the pet industry continues to grow and people continue to get fur babies rather than real babies, I can see this being enforced. But I can tell you for a fact, going to, being a frequenter of dog parks and, and noticing being a person who notices dogs, especially with dogs hanging their heads out the windows and like being like, oh, look at the doggy. Oh, look at the doggy. Oh, look at the doggy. And when driving mm-hmm. across Canada with the dog and everybody looking into our vehicle going, oh, look at the doggy. <laughs> look at the doggy. <laughs> I have rarely seen um any of these things used that that you speak of now mind you if it Mm -hmm. was um uh, the hammock forever uh, for the the hammock for instance might be a little bit less um visible from like when you're on the road like looking into other people's cars but i'm not sure the hammock would do much and the hammock would if you would get into a car into a car accident not for the dog anyways but it might act as a barrier to keep it going through the windshield is it high enough because you were saying it it isn't it's like at the headrest yeah yeah it's at the headrest so it's tough to say and and again it depends on oh mine's even lower i think mine's more like of a seat protector oh okay it's supposed to go up but it doesn't quite yeah Mm -hmm. so I would say that things to consider, because I can remember looking on Groupon once I was like going through and this was when I was like getting ready for Gibbs as a puppy. And I got um, this contraption that was literally like a a dog leash, except on the other end of the leash. So the one clipped to his collar and then the other side of the leash was the buckle that goes into the seatbelt buckle. But if you think about that one, too, if you get into an accident, <laughs> yeah. you are beheading your dog in the vehicle, which is going yeah. to, is most likely to happen or you're going to split their neck or something. Either way, the dog's going to get hurt. So to me, the one that makes the most sense is the harness. Yeah. Either the harness or the crate or the uh, the dog grill, like you said, where they're like in the, in the trunk, because mm-hmm. I think the least um, amount of... A space you have for the dog to uh, have movement in the event of an accident, the safer the dog's going to be and the safer the other people are going to be in the car. Yeah. So the, th- the, the downside to something I would say, well, I just told you what the downside is to like just a collar seat buckle thing is you're going to, your dog's head's going to go flying or you're going to <laughs> crack their neck and it's going to be traumatizing for all involved anyways. But mind you, if like an, if it's an accident that bad, it might be serious for everyone involved. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like just general like traveling comfort and stuff like that, um, it, you're going to have to train your dog to any one of these devices. Because if your dog's not used to wearing a harness, you're going to have to get them comfortable with the harness. And then if your dog's used to moving freely around mm-hmm. the car, you're gonna, now they're going to be secure to one spot. 
So I also kind of like, I wanted to talk to you more about that zip lining thing. So it's like two cords and you attach it to both of the handles on the driver's side and the passenger side so that they can move back and forth. Yeah. But on the back seat. On the back seat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that one might work. Or the seat belts from the back seats. So that one might work, but then again, you're going to have to make sure that the line is taut enough so that they can't go through the windshield, but also relaxed enough so that they can like lay down if they want to. Because I can tell you for a fact, dogs are going to sleep or look out the window while they're in the car. (laughs) Yeah. It's one, they're doing one of those two things, unless they're like super car sick and then they're like puking and like anxious and like walking around a lot and stuff like that. But you want them to be able to have some sort of like free movement like throughout the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I've done with Ralph is that he does have a harness. So I put the harness on mm-hmm. and then I have an extra leash that I tied around the, um, the headrest, like the middle headrest. Yeah. And then I would attach that to his harness. So I can, <laughs> it's funny because you asked what I do. And it's not not the greatest either. And the answer to that, folks, is I do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) My dogs have free reign in the car. And typically what happens is like we have a Dodge Caravan. And when my husband and I are driving, or even if it's just me that's driving, um, Gibbon sits um, in between the two drivers, as we we call him our co-pilot. And I have photos. (laughs) (laughs) I have photos of Gibbon as co-pilot with us and he sits there or he'll go and he'll do the bagel like on one of the seats in the back. (laughs) Yeah. See, I put Ralph's. (laughs) I don't know. I think mine's worse. I I attached the leash to his collar. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe I'll wear, I'll make him wear the harness now. (laughs) I'm very curious about the the zip line one because like that's, that seems to make the most sense to me, but if I had, and it depends on what kind of vehicle you have too, right? So if you have the mm-hmm. nice like Subaru and you've got like a wagon of some sort, then I would probably do the dog guard thing and then keep them in the back because then they can still, they can lay down, they can poke their head up, they can look out the window if they want. And in, again, in the event of an accident, they're not going through any windows. Like yeah. they won't, they, they won't be able to get enough like force, like physical force to, to break through a window anywhere. Yeah. So that one's sort of my favorite and because we have two dogs as well then it becomes an issue right like so how many dogs do you have so even with the zip liner how many dogs can you fit on that zip line and then they're gonna get all tangled <laughs> and it's gonna be like all that's knotted true. <laughs> that's true and they're gonna be so like, you would need like two seat belts then yes exactly like you would, you would need the seat belt harness so there's a lot of like variables to take into consideration when 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 thinking about safety for your dog and then like the little basket thing again like i've seen like ads for the baskets where there is they're not attached to anything really they're just like literally sitting in this basket like for, for the ride <laughs> but if there is if there is a little harness attachment same thing like you'd have to make sure that they can't try to jump out of the basket which a little dog would probably try to do because mm-hmm. then they're like hanging by their harness, like outside the basket. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's going on? So before you go driving anywhere, like, again, like just like training and just like introducing and socializing your dog to these types of like environments, go slow with it. So like, um, as I mentioned on previous episodes, we ha- I had a lot of colleagues that got puppies, COVID puppies during the pandemic. And two out of the three of them um, 
the dogs were not acclimated to the car at all. So one had a golden puppy and she would put the dog in the car. And the second she turned the car on, he'd pee the car everywhere. (laughs) And I was like, okay, now make sure. And then, so then she started, she was like, oh man. So started taking him to the bathroom, making sure he was, um, she, sorry, she was empty before getting into the car. Didn't matter. The second you turn on the car, she'd pee the car. Wow. every time yeah every time so my suggestion to her and I can remember asking this in a Q&A with solid canine training because I was mm-hmm. curious to know if I was right so my suggestion to her was to start focusing on some of the other training so you need to give them a command because clearly it's an anxiety issue that's causing her to pee like when she's like um being exposed to certain things that she's not used to like the vibrations of the car the sound of it like the movement like oh my god this is unstable like and she's freaking out so my suggestion to her was start focusing on some of your other command training like sit stay so when you get in the car you tell her sit stay and and you work it work it on that so like even i said just open the door and have her hop into the car say stay and like walk away from the car don't even turn the car on once she can stay in the car and listen to you well you can walk a few steps away then start closing the door and see how she does then get her into the car do sit stay again turn on the car and start by just doing that And once she can start doing that, then drive around the block once. So again, like you need to take your time, right? Mm -hmm. It's like anything else that you're introducing your poochie pooch to. Yeah. And um, Solid Canine uh, backed me up on that. I was like, oh my God, I'm smart. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I know what I'm doing. I give some solid advice. So um, her dog's come along like a long way now. And because it was very problematic for her. And this is the things that you sort of learn as you go once you get a puppy it's like oh my god because she had to get to work in the morning and she was dropping her puppy off at her retired parents house that was her doggy daycare so every morning she had to get her dog in the car Aww. and the dog was peeing the car so she was just putting towels down like in the beginning and I was like hey on your spare time you need to start working on this or you're gonna have a pee a pee soaked car <laughs> yeah all the time so she did and the dog's like done very very well thank goodness good same so same with another colleague their dog she just like couldn't like same thing agitated couldn't settle would start foaming and she like there's some dogs that get car sick right so they start foaming at the mouth and they foam and foam and foam and foam and foam until they eventually like barf so there's a few things you can do with that too it's just like you go on a slow like just again drive around the block drive to the end of the street and back then drive around the block and start Mm -hmm. like slowly working your way up or you can yeah. give them gravel if you're going on a long trip. It depends on how frequently you're having your dog in the car, right? Yeah. So, and how far you're willing to go and train and acclimate your dog to the environment. But um, I've been lucky. Yes. Never and I've always been issues. lucky too. I've yeah. never had car issues either. But I can remember taking a friend up to the cottage with her dog. And she was following me, th- thank goodness, in her own vehicle because her dog got super car sick. And it was just like drool, 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 oh. barf. Drool, 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 barf. Drool, 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 barf. So we had to, we had to keep, we had to stop. Like we were stopping in like 20 to 30 minute increments to let the dog barf or let her clean out her car for a bit. And same thing, towels everywhere. And it's just a pain in the butt, so... Um, she tried giving her dog a bit of gravel for the way home and, uh, he did a lot better too. No, that's good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there are options involved. Um, 
but yeah, like, so we, we have a van and we have two dogs. So, um, the trunk space in a van is nice and, uh, like not that big and not a lot of space. So we tend to put Becky in the back and then Gibbons sits in the front as the co-pilot. <laughs> <laughs> but we used to have a Subaru with scraps and same thing. He would always go in the trunk and that was like an excellent space. Like to me, like the, yeah. the, the ideal situation for me is like a Subaru <laughs> with the dog guard. <laughs> <laughs> but again, if you're packing to go to a cottage, like you, that doesn't leave you with any trunk space because the dog's no. there, right? But so it depends well, you can on... have different things, right? Yeah. You can still have like a seatbelt or. Yeah. You can try the for harness those for, for those times when it's like you have people and stuff you got to bring to. That's why we got the stow and go van. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can stow and go seating, extra storage space, extra dog space, extra everything <laughs> space. But um, it, it will be interesting to see like where we go law enforcement wise. Like if, if an officer pulled you over right now, but you can see people like tons of people driving around with their dogs, just freely roaming around the car. Yeah. Like I have never seen or heard of anyone being stopped or ticketed because of their dog in the car. Like you see trucks, right. With like dogs faces yeah. hanging out the windows. There's yeah. like the dogs that love it. And it's just like face to the wind and tongue even flapping. that's dangerous. Yes, it really is. They can get something in the face or you can break all of a sudden and guess where your dog's face is going to end up. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yeah, that's dangerous too. Absolutely, you're right. But it happens on the frequent. And I, like I said, I have never heard of anyone being ticketed or the law being enforced there. Yeah. Yums. I like seeing doggy faces though. (laughs) (laughs) I love seeing doggy faces. So on the safety note, so we talked about car safety and uh, currently in the city of Ottawa, where Vero and I uh, reside, there has been multiple heat waves. Yes. (laughs) We are talking a 42 degree weather. What is that for? All week long. Our American friends. I totally forget. Let's see. With the humidity. It's, it's been awful and people are sweating it out and dogs are sweating it out so that is uh 42 with the humidity is 107 degrees fahrenheit y'all and <laughs> it's hot it's hot, hot so diggity dog <laughs> i think it's worthwhile to talk about heat safety so mm-hmm. um the big obvious one that everybody talks to you and there's ads and there's like memes and there's posters and there's like reminders from your SPCA is do not leave your dog in the car. And Mm -hmm. there was like a video that a vet did where he's like had a thermometer in the car and sat in the car on a 42 degree day in a parking lot somewhere and sat there and was just like describing how he felt. And like when he started to get like when it started to get unbearable and he thought he was and you could see him sweating and you could see him like and that's someone without a fur coat on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, where where we are, they often remind people that you are allowed to break a window if you see a dog that's suffering in a car and like there's a lot of questions that come around this because some people are like oh well can you leave your dog in the car if you leave it running with the ac on and i don't think they even recommend that because you don't know if your car if you go inside somewhere and your car shuts down or you run out of gas or something like that your dog's still like in danger so when it's super hot out like just 
don't bring your dog with you for errands people. (laughs) Leave your dog at home. Yeah. Leave your dog at home. And if you have to, I know it's a pain in the butt, but if you have to run in real quick to pick something up, if you have to run in even real quick, um, do do it. it, Do it before you leave on the trip. Go run out, get all your stuff done, then come back and get your dog and then go. And it's hard yeah. because we we do. We put ourselves and we think, oh, well, it's okay for a quick couple of minutes. But you could very potentially get a bunch of strangers breaking the windows on your car. So <laughs> <laughs> be ready for that. I would do it. Uh, I would do it too. And I was like watching this. Like, I was explaining to Vero that the other day I was leaving my house to go somewhere to get pick up some food for my child and I. And someone in my neighborhood cut me off and I saw they had a dog in the car and they ended up driving to the exact same plaza where we were. And I saw her park the car and I was like, is she going to leave her dog in the car? Because it was 42 degrees with the community outside. And she rolled down a window and she was the first car, like her car window to the front door of the store was like maybe like six feet, maybe 10 and I could see her, like, she she rolled down the window, and then she was worried that the dog was going to actually jump out of the window, which I wouldn't have blamed him, because it was friggin' hot. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I guess she had called in the order, so it was literally just run in, pick up the bag, and come out. But even that is, like, if anybody yeah. sees you, like, and I was watching her, like, it's still sketchy, man. So just, like, don't do it. Like, when I was like, why'd you have to bring your dog with you? Why? Just go get know. your food. And then it looked like she was home. coming from home. Maybe. Yes. I don't know. Maybe, or maybe she was going home from somewhere. You don't know people's situations, but still like, just don't do it. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. So, um, the next thing that I'll say is cause, and I've asked this of my, um, good friend at canines in the Capitol because she walks dogs frequently. So I'm like, when the weather is that hot, like, what do you do? And she Mm -hmm. said, I take them out, but it's like five minutes and back inside because it's too hot for them. It is too, too hot. Yeah. It's too, too hot on their paws too. Hot. And that's the other thing. So she goes out like on a day like th- like that and depending on what time of day she's going out, she goes out and she puts the back of her hand down to the pavement. And if it is uncomfortable for her, well then it is sure as heck uncomfortable for the dog as well. <laughs> yeah. So you know, keep them in a, mm-hmm. like a grassy area. If you have to walk on the pavement, like to get there, like, I don't know, maybe like put booties on them, like, which you yeah. think would might make them like hotter, but you need to protect their pads. Cause like you, you see the photos of that on the internet too. They get blisters, they get burns. You're burning them. You are burning your dogs, people. Yes. And, um, the other thing is like they, they recommend, like they, they recommend on days like this, uh, for humans not to be out like for very long and not be active and stuff like that. So, so same thing with your dog. Don't go, don't take them like on a 30 minute run. You're going to dehydrate them. You're going to overheat them. It's just simply not good for them. It's not good for their system. It's not good for their organs. And you just, just stay in. So if you have a type of dog that's super hyperactive and used to a ton of exercise, again, it doesn't have to be physical. It can be mental exercise. So stay inside, stay cool, have him wait five to 10 minutes for his food, do some different tricks or training stuff where it's using up a lot of their mental capacity because it's going to tire them out equally as long as if you took them for a nice long run. Um, the other common mistake, and again, like I'm going to have to go back and fact check this, but there's the whole internal and external temperature thing. So remember, it's like like some people put, like think that they, they can put their dog in an ice bath to like cool them down or whatever. No. 
but then that's triggering their system to actually warm up and you're making them hotter. Yeah, yeah. So the inside has to match like the outside. So don't like let your dogs go into freezing cold temperatures thinking you're going to like, like make them cooler because it could potentially be life threatening if you do that. Mm-hmm. So do a little reading and looking up on that. But at the same time, like you can give them like an ice, like sometimes people freeze like chicken broth or something like that. You can give them a cool treat. Um, I think you and I were talking about on the last episode that we give them an, a frozen chicken neck and it's like yeah. a, it's like a nice little lollipop little for them. Snacky. Just like, mm, 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 they're outside with their <laughs> gross, disgusting chicken neck lollipop, <laughs> but they love it. And it's In the nice. Sun. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah kind of gross when you think about it but they love it yeah they do there's all kinds of recipes out there for like doggy popsicles uh again you use broth of different stuff and put like little chunks of something in there and it's like they will go to town on that and that's something that's healthy it's gonna it's gonna keep them a bit cool but don't Mm -hmm. go to extremes like i mentioned earlier and again just like always people I I don't know I think people just think like animals are just so much more resilient that we are but they're but not necessarily (laughs) they just you just don't know right how they're feeling exactly and especially they can't talk to you they can't talk to you so you need to watch them you need to be cognizant of it you need to think like oh I have shoes on but they don't and like look at their pot so yeah be careful on the concrete don't take them out walking on the concrete and um or you know wet their paws or go across the concrete really quickly if it's like you know keep them on the grass like we have like little grass patches along our sidewalk so I always walk mm-hmm. them on the grass but I always ever since talking to canines in the capital I will always touch the pavement and be like how hot is it and I'm like okay that's not bad tonight like especially when it cools down at night yeah so maybe take your walk in the evening when things start early to cool morning. down or early morning, but always put your hand down to the pavement and think, can I stand this? Because if you can't, um, neither can your dog. No. So um, just really think about it. So again, change your routine up a little bit. Be careful of like ice baths and stuff like that. That's not necessarily good for them. Try to avoid outside at all costs. If it's like crazy hot, like it has been for us, like I have not taken my dogs for any kind of walks. And yeah, I've taken Ralph in the evenings, but not, yeah, not today. No, it's it's just too hot. And if you have yeah. somewhere like a cottage where it's like they can go and lay down in the shade and maybe go jump in the lake, like yeah, that's great. But mm-hmm. it's just too hot. They it's, they's a hot dog. You want to <laughs> eat hot dogs? You don't want to kill hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's the wrong kind of hot dog. Everybody. Yeah, it's the wrong kind of hot dog. But um, no, for sure, just take all of those things into consideration in terms of safety. And the same thing goes for cold temperatures. I think I told the story. This is like a a horrible story. And I promise like we won't end on this note. But (laughs) um, uh, we live in a city where we have extremes of both temperatures. So same thing. If it's like minus 42 outside, um, don't leave your dog in the car. put booties on them because they're gonna get like um frozen paws you're gonna freeze their paws they're gonna get uh frostbite um dress them up if you have a short dog and they're going out for a long time we talked about you know like with some of the dogs with shorter fur that sometimes they can get cracks in their ears and stuff like this and then they come inside and then they bleed everywhere um 
so that's like another thing to be mindful of. And uh, again, a friend of our family's had a G Shap, his like lifelong friend. I think the dog was like 13 or 14 years old and he'd had a new roommate. And while he was at work, the roommate woke up, went and let the dog outside when it was minus 40 outside <sighs> and fell asleep and didn't hear the dog barking and the dog froze to death no outside. way yeah yeah oh yeah yeah so same mm. thing but like the other day i came home and the dogs were outside and nobody was around and everybody was upstairs and one of my kids had let the dogs outside and totally forgot and so again like set a timer or remind yourself like when you're letting them out or stand at the door no matter what until they're done doing their yeah. business to let them back in just try to be mindful and we're all human and we all make mistakes and these horrible things happen sometimes but um that's not fun when you get yourself into a situation like that so i've no i've heard stories of either way like they die of heat exhaustion like outside i yeah we have a very close encounter with like that one friend of the family where they died of like frozen temperatures outside so just always be mindful of the weather Always be mindful of their safety, 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 safety dogs. They're safety. Be safe. <laughs> Are you safety doggos? And um, yes, always keep that in mind. And also, uh, again, when you go shopping and you're like walking in from the parking lot, always just have a look in the cars and and see if you see any poor doggos in there because uh, you might have to mm-hmm. go and break a window yeah. for somebody. I was telling Heidi I was gonna carry a little hammer in my in my car. <laughs> <laughs> I have to call it like the dog, the dog saver. We'll have to think of it like a hammer time. Yeah, or let's boop windshields. <laughs> let's boop, let's boop windshield. windows. <laughs> the dog saving tool that you can't boop. live without. <laughs> boop, and then we'll leave our card behind. <laughs> just take their dog. Excuse me, lady. What are you doing? I'm just booping your window. If it... <laughs> We'll leave a little card saying, if you're wondering why your window smashed, tune into our podcast. I don't know why. <laughs> Episode 50. <laughs> That'll be a good way to get listeners. Maybe we should go out on days like this and just <laughs> boop windows. <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. Let's smash snoots. Let's save snoots. <laughs> Aw. Yes. Poor dogos. Oh my Poor God. Dogos. Uh, I wonder innocent. If- I wonder if there's any like stats on that, like how many dogs per year. It's got to be high because they're making ads and like safety like videos and and and, and public announcements like all yeah. the time about it. Mm-hmm. You know. Let's see how many dogs die in hot cars each year. Let's see. Hot Wheels. <laughs> From two 2000- thousand. The hot car death statistics for pets. From 2018 to 2019, 78 pets suffered heat stroke and died in a hot car. That's not 78? Yeah. And this in is this, Ottawa? I don't know if this is in Ottawa. I'm trying to figure out where this is. Where this is for. Oh, and that's... Oh, this is like a depressing website. It talks about how many children die in hot cars, oh, too. Oh, no. God, oh, let's not talk about that. Let's just not talk about that. Uh, this doesn't say where, but this website is called uh, the Zebra. 
thezebra.com. <laughs> Key statistics and insights, National Safety Council. But for where? Who are you? I don't know who these people are. Sorry, sorry, folks. I can't find it out. But anyways, I'm not sure uh, what that website is. We'll we'll definitely have to look for uh, more uh, definite statistics than that yeah some better stats curious now pita would know pita 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 31 animal companions have endured heat related deaths in 2021 every year pita receives reports about dogs cats and other animals who have died after being left in hot cars or outside during hot weather and who does pita cover again (laughs) pita (laughs) pita i don't know I think they're North America. In Virginia. Yeah. So, yeah, it's mostly they're talking about the states here. So, but again, the like numbers don't look lot. too high. That's not a <laughs> lot either. That's totally not a lot. We'll have to touch base on that uh, and get some more numbers. But so far from two different sites, it's not a huge amount of numbers. So these public service announcements are working, folks. That's great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Will be yet another I reminder. How many are discovered? Yes. Mm-hmm. And how many are, and that's reported ones too. You have to keep in yeah. mind. You know what yeah. I mean? You know what I mean, Jelly Bean? So, um, yeah, that's it for safety. Is that a wrap for today? That's a wrap. So be wary of your pets in the car and in uh, inclement weather. Mm-hmm. If you don't want your windows booped. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> All right. Well, join us next week on Let's, Let's Boop, Boop Snoots. Boop. Boop. <laughs>